Crosswinds family and friends, welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope is a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer and our assistant producer, Sheldon Boyce. Um, if you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, then head on over to our to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, I'm excited to have in studio with me, actually, our producer, Elijah Merrill. Elijah, thanks for being a part of these this series of podcasts. Uh, it's great to have you here. Oh, thank you, of course. And Ryan Samuels. Ryan, it's great to have you in the house. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Well, we're going to be talking over the next uh, several episodes, actually, of what it means to fight the good fight. And and by fighting the good fight, we're really talking about taking hold of sort of this this relationship we have with God, being serious with it. And and as as I looked over Scripture, I found it very interesting, especially in Paul's writing, but throughout Scripture, the strong military language that we find uh, in his writings. You know, for instance, uh, 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made good confession in the practice of many witnesses. Then 2 Timothy 4, 7, I fought the good fight. Paul speaking of himself, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. And then lastly, I'll draw our attention to Ephesians 6, 12, which is a common passage, common verse that that believers um, know, many believers know. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And Paul gives us a sobering picture of this fight we're in, and yet he, he declares that it's, it's the good fight. It's a good fight. Now, what's the good fight? It's, it's the good fight is, is staying faithful to Jesus despite trials, tribulations, and difficulties. Staying true to Jesus no matter what we're going through in life. And, and we do this by holding fast to God, battling against temptation, and striving to love God and others. We do this as we pursue righteousness, seek to love God with everything, live godly lives, and with confidence will one day lay hold of, of life everlasting. In other words, we come to Christ, we, we begin this journey with him, this, this fighting of the good fight, so to speak. Um, and, and as we begin this journey with him, we, we grow in what it means to be a Christian warrior. Uh, to be honest, and um, which which is an interesting part of the topic, and I just want to sort of turn that part before we even dig into what's the what are some of the principles that allow us to fight the good fight. I, I want to camp there for a minute because that term Christian warrior, um, you know, uh, in some ways I think the sort of the modern church, you know, the church of today, the contemporary church, whatever word, verbiage you want to use there, has in has in some way um, taken away. I don't know how else to say it, the the, uh, the warrior language. You know, we talk so much about love and peace, and of course Christianity is about love and peace, but there is a war that's going on all around us, mm-hmm. and we are called to fight the good fight. And uh, so many times I think, and I, I think that's why sometimes, uh, to be honest with you, church isn't really attractive to a lot of guys. Because, uh, you know, we, we, I would say, and, you know, could get me in trouble out there. I, I guess I don't really care. Uh, I think more guys are attracted to the, sort of that warrior language than, than females, although I certainly know females who are attracted to it as well. Yeah. 
Um, but when you take that out, I think guys sit back, and I think Christians in general sit back and say, wait a minute, I feel like I'm fighting a battle every day. And unless we talk about the reality that it is an actual battle, I think we lose credibility with fellow believers. We lose credibility as a church in our community because every day we need to get up dressed for battle, ready to go for mm-hmm. it. And so talk to me a little bit. Elijah, I'll go to you first. You know, how does that hit you? You know, fighting a good fight and sort of where we are as as not just Crossroads, but as a, sort of an American church in 2023. Yeah. I think it's <clears throat> this the the spiritual warrior is such a such an interesting thing to think about because I've never I've never thought about myself as a warrior in anything else. You know, it's like I'm I'm so far from, I feel like I'm personality-wise I'm so far from any sort of type of warrior, but the um the the call to sort of be that is is so is so crucial, and you're right. It's the the language of that isn't used that often. We, um, at the time of recording this, we uh, a bunch of us, including Ryan and I, we we just got back from NTS camp, which is called it's never the same camp, which is a camp that we uh, we as Crosswinds have been a part of for a long time with our student ministry. Um, but one of the things that one of the leaders there said to us is, you know, we're living in we're living in a time where um, where people are. They're consuming so much different, so many different perspectives and views and opinions, but they're also being told to to like you got to have your own and you got to have your own unique thing. But one of them, one of something that they said that just hit me that I couldn't stop thinking about for the rest of camp was like you know, if you if you came across somebody who was bleeding to death and you had a tourniquet on you, like you would go and you'd go and try your best to save that person. And, um, like, it's always been that we have, as believers, we have this truth to share and um, how life-saving it is. And um, But in context of the camp with the students that we were with, it's just like these students are so – they're so hungry for something and some of them don't know what it is and they're so – they they're in desperate need of something and and we as believers we possess that thing that that we that they need that we need to give them and so when i think about the spiritual warrior aspect it's like man i am i am called to 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 live in such a way that i'm i should be so passionate and so you know running to the 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 front lines if you will in my conversations and with people to present this life-saving thing to them that's what I think about in terms of the spiritual warriors, just even within that call is like how how vital and how important it is to 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 be a warrior, to say, no, I'm not gonna just I'm not just gonna let it slide by or I'm not gonna, you know, hold it in because I feel like what I might say might be offensive to somebody or they might rub them the wrong way or they might not like me, you know, if I yes. say it. It's like warriors don't think that way, you know, they have a mission to you know to go after and what our mission is to to go therefore make disciples and to spread the gospel and so i just because it's something that isn't maybe talked about in the warrior context that often it goes by the wayside i think 
to think in terms of how vital and how important it is. And, and I think you're exactly right, Elijah. I mean, the reality of it is when we think of a warrior, they don't go into their day casually. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you think yep. about you know somebody who's on the on a on a battlefield, right, and, or you know is is in a war and, and they're getting ready to head out, you know, outside the wire, so to speak. You know, when they head outside a wire, they're, they're fully engaged. They're fully engaged in the wire, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you're close to the to the front line, uh, whatever that looks like in, in in the theater in which you're 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 in context of that war. But uh, but when you head outside a wire, I mean, you're, you're dressed right. You're you're prepared. You know, you don't see um, you know elite uh, soldiers uh, who are frontline soldiers um, not taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're. they're 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 in shape. They're 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 they've done their drills. I mean, they're ready, you know, and and they have the equipment needed uh, to go into battle. And and so, Ryan, yeah, I just I just throw this at you, you know. So when you think about that, um, you know, what's that look like for us as believers? Like, how how many mm-hmm. days, you know, is it so easy just to get up and figure, well, it's just another day? Yeah. And then we get back and wonder why we just got pummeled. Uh, when the reality of it is, we just sort of didn't we didn't dress for success. We didn't dress yeah. for the war in which we were going to engage in. I think so many people have gotten to the point in their relationship with Christ that they forget how much they have to prepare and how much um, – because when I, when I think of the, you know a spiritual warrior and, and stuff like that, I, I go to – I've never been on a battlefield. I've never been on you – know, I haven't gone to war, but I've – in my context of life, I've played sports. Yeah, absolutely. And um, – I know people who have gone to the Marines and into the yeah. Army. And when I think of that, I mean, there is such preparation, um, mm-hmm. drilling over and over and over again things that they're doing. And even those who have played sports, I mean, you do so many practic- practices. You practice so many things because when you get to the point of being on the battlefield, you don't have to think twice about what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. It just comes naturally. And so like we transition that into the word of God, into our relationship with God, and you start having all these things pop up of stuff that we've talked about in in church on Sunday mornings and at youth of like, you know, God uses the words that you know, not the words you don't. And all of a sudden you realize that when as a Christian that's living a day-to-day life, that if you're not actively engaging every single day, mind you, this preparation of understanding that you are in a constant battle, which we all know, I don't think anybody Christian or non-Christian can say that, oh, no, life is easy 100% of the time. It's right, not. Right. Okay, well, it's really, really easy when life is easy yes. to just wake up and be like, da-da-da-da-da, I'm just going to go about my everyday life. But as soon as something happens to you or as soon as life throws something at you, which we know is going to happen, and you haven't prepared and you haven't planned and you haven't been engaged in God's word or in God and and, and be in constant prayer with God, all of a sudden you find yourself alone. Yes. You find yourself not ha- – and, and, and I'm probably going to say something here too that might some people might, especially in this day and age, get upset about, but – also, if you're not in fellowship with other believers, you're going to find yourself in these moments where God says, like, hey, this is a body of believers. This is a community. Right. You find yourself in these moments alone. And any time I've ever gone into battle, I'll just say in sports, I'm not alone. 
Right. I'm never alone. Um, I have my guys on the line with me. I got my coaches. I got so many people around me that are constantly helping keep me where I need to be. All of a sudden, you strip that aside and you view yourself as a warrior in God's kingdom. Well, we know God's not going to leave you behind. Now, obviously, you have to be choosing him. He's not going to leave you behind, though. He'll always be behind you like a shadow. But at the end of the day, if you're not preparing, you're not doing anything, you're not in constant fellowship, as a warrior, you're going to be alone. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the the reality of it is, too, you know, if you're not living as a front frontline believer, which yeah. means I'm, I'm open to, to what God it. has for me today. I love that. Um, I'm at every missionary, I'm at every mission field, you know, mm-hmm. and so my... my uh, uh, spiritual radars up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I'm at home, you know, whether it be my wife or my kids or my grandkids now, um, I'm, I'm, you know, want to be able to seek those opportunities and, and, uh, and, and be able to be a part of that. My neighborhood, you know, out and about, if we're not living, uh, with that type of intentionality, mm-hmm. then maybe the reality of it is you're right, right? You know, all of a sudden something hits us and we wonder why we're not prepared. But I, I would, I would venture to say that if we had lived every day, Armored, armored up, yep. right? Ready 100%. for battle. Um, when those things hit us, we're ready. Like you know, that, that's the big difference, right? Are we, are we really engaged with our relationship mm-hmm. with Christ, or are we not? And, well, and the in scripture, on that. scripture tells us too that we are to bear one another's burdens. If we can't bear our own, and then all of a sudden we're not doing any of the preparation we need to be doing for our own life, but yet we are doing that fellowship part of it. All of a sudden, you're now bearing one another's burdens on top of your own. And as a warrior, if you're not prepared to do that, like the, the tourniquet example is a great example. If you're out on battle on the battlefield and one of your brothers or sisters go down, you got to go pick them up. Yeah. You got to pick them. If my quarterback gets sacked, I got to yeah. pick them up. Yeah. Well, if I've not prepared in my own life to bear that b- burden of myself or, or whatever I'm going through, it's going to be really hard to do that to somebody else. And that that goes in, in turn of everything. How are you going to help somebody go through something in their life if you haven't been dealing with it in your life anyways? But like that what whole you're mindset. speaking of, too, is being conditioned, right? Yeah. If, if we go, yeah, I haven't been to battle either, but I have been in team sports. Yeah. And, you know, you have all these conditioning drills and so forth, which, mm-hmm. you know, I had some friends who liked it. Um, they were the sickos. Yeah, they're um, but for most of us, it's like we're here to play ball. So we got we have to do this to do that. Yeah. But we all know that the best conditioned team is going to be the best team usually 100%. on the field. If, if you're not conditioned, Most people, people get hurt. Yep. Um, they don't know what they're doing. You know, when the pressure comes in a game, it's the least conditioned that that yeah. aren't able to handle it. You know, if the game's going long, um, it's it's you know it's the fourth quarter team. If you're talking about football, if, if you're not conditioned, you may have a strong first quarter, but you get to that fourth quarter, and all of a sudden you start to see teams. Uh, dwindle, yeah. right? And uh, I know some people don't like Tom Brady, you know, and I feel bad for you. But, uh, but you know, when you look at a Tom Brady, who's known as a fourth quarter quarterback, was, you know, as he retired. But um, what's that mean? Well, if you look at the way he eats, yeah. the way he trains, I mean, he he is he's committed to that. 100%. Um, you know, he made the football once in a while. But, hey, the reality <laughs> of it is in the fourth quarter, you know, he, he has done what is necessary for him to be a fourth quarter quarterback. Yeah. Um, where you have others out there who, who really, to be honest with you, don't make it long in the NFL, for instance, because they've, they've got a strong first half, but they can't pull it together the second mm-hmm. half. And so many of them are, are maybe naturally talented, and I don't know if I totally agree with, with that in the NFL. you got to have some – everyone in there has worked hard. 100%. But, Every some have, one. but some have worked harder. Yes. And it shows on the field. Yep. Yeah, I 
there's so many things that you can go around on this. And, you know, the church, I think, growing up as an adult in the church, I didn't grow up as a kid in the church, but growing right. up as an adult, um, there has been a lot of preaching of peace and love. And that's part of the Christian life. Yeah, it's a 100%. benefit of the Christian life. But I remember the first time I, I ever heard the the thought of like spiritual warfare and understanding that, you know, there's going to be points where you're going to have to fight for your relationship with Jesus. Yes. And now, mind you, that's going to transfer into your relationship with your spouse or with your friends or whatever. But um, that wasn't ever presented to me as an 18, 19, 20-year-old of like, oh, oh, I see. The waking up and mentally choosing Jesus every single day is a lot harder than we than it's made out to be. Um, because and, and I, I think it changes, you know. We'll, and we're going to go into some of the disciplines here that that allow us to fight this good fight. Um, but but before we get there, you know, I think it's important that that we say let's let's take prayer for instance. We're going to talk about that in a few episodes. But but prayer, you know, if if I really believe that I'm heading into a battle, the way I pray over myself is going to is going to be different. Hundred percent. If I believe that, then and in fact, my wife as she heads out of the home. And heads out to do whatever, whether it's going to work or she's a teacher, so she's off for yeah. the summer when she's serving here or there. The way I pray over her is going to be affected. The way I pray over my kids, the way I pray over their spouses, the way I pray over my grandkids. Yeah. You know, if I believe that the world, the flesh, and the devil is coming after my granddaughter, my grandson, and, and my grandson who's who's yet to be born. Yeah, you know, but you know, the due dates in September. Um, then the way I pray for them, the three of them, is going to be totally different. Matter of fact, I would venture to say my consistency of praying for them is going to be totally different. Right. Well, there's an urgency. There's an urgency. The, the, the world of flesh and devils, you know, and, and one of the things I'm so thankful for, and we'll, we'll just venture into real quick this, this, this first, what I'm going to say is, is un, undeniably, um, uh, undeniable principle of how to fight a good fight. And the first one's this, relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, in Zechariah 4, 6, it says, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. You know, and, and the good news is, as we talk about fighting the battle, we're well equipped for it. And I think that's that's something that Christians sometimes forget, mm-hmm. that the very spirit of God resides in us. Like the power of it with just a spoken word yeah. that created everything we know, that power resides in us. In in this in the person of the Holy Spirit, and so when we when we go out every day, it's it's relying on His strength, His power. It's not our strength, our His strength and His power. And so the challenge I think for us is number one to to realize how dependent we are on the Holy Spirit. I know. I guess we'll let me go back. Is first of all to realize we do have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Then how dependent we are on the Holy Spirit, and then to learn what it means to walk as the Scripture says in step with Him, following His leading in order for us to fight the good fight. Elijah, what do you, what do you think about that? That's a lot to take in. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that um, – I think it's hard. It's hard to – I just – I've met so many people, and I just – I don't know if it's because of my age range and the people that I get to come in contact with um, within church and within the different ministries that I get to serve in, but there's a common – thread of not really not really thinking within within the mindset of like having the holy spirit 
residing in you. Like that's not even that's not even a thing that I think it's more common that at least what I what I've experienced and even portions of my own life, it's easier to be like to cry out to God and be like, Lord, I need your help. You know, I'm I don't know how I'm gonna get through this. I don't know how this is gonna happen. I can't do this. You know, it's 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 a lot of that, you know, crying out to God. Which we should do. I'm not yes, saying, yes. you know, there is a, there is an element of like absolutely be praying diligently and boldly for for God to help you and to give you the strength. But at the same time, recognize that you know you are you are a believer saved by grace, and within that gift is God has given you the Holy Spirit, and so that's that's He is residing in you to to help you through these things. He is your helper to help you through these situations. I think the difference in which I pray in my time of despair, you know, and it, it has been changed by, as I'm growing in Christ, just what you said, the, the awareness that mm-hmm. he's already provided help. And so, you know, earlier in my faith, and for many years, my prayer would be, Lord, I don't have the strength, I don't have the wisdom, I don't have... And it was all what I didn't have. And, and yep. still, I pray for wisdom. Don't get me wrong. I pray for strength. I, I'm not saying I don't do those things, but it was always from the deficit, yeah. you know? And, and and when my mind started to wrap around the fact that, you know, when I say, Lord, I need your help, and I was reading God's Word one day, and I, I can't remember when it happened, but I remember it happened. It was in, when I was in college. I, I was reading through God's Word, and, and all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, He's given us someone who literally is called in Scripture the Helper. Mm-hmm. That's the Holy Spirit. And so when I'm like, Lord, you know, help me, all of a sudden I realize, wait a minute, he has. Like he's given me the helper, the very yep. spirit of God resides in me. And so when I'm mindful of that, and I say when I'm mindful of that, when I'm mindful of that, my prayers change a little bit. I know they change quite a bit. When I sit back and can say, Lord, I don't feel like I have the strength. I don't feel like I have the wisdom in and of myself. I can't do this. But you have given me the helper. Like you've gifted me with the helper, the Holy Spirit, the very Spirit of Christ reigns in me. And so I know you're going to give me the wisdom. I, I know you're going to give me the strength. Just lead me. I don't want to go my own way. I want to go your yep. way. Yep. And, you know, when we think about it, the, the, you know, the Spirit of Christ that reigns in us, the Holy Spirit that reigns in us, the Scripture says, fills us with an abundance of power and light. And so I think it's appropriating that it's a it's it's a mindset, but I don't mean it's like a positive thinking mindset. I just mean it's it's like it's like going into battle, and uh, I'm thinking like ancient times, right? Yeah. And going, man, I wish I had something that would help me, and having a sword attached to your side. Yep. And you're like saying to your friends, man, I just wish we had something to help us in this battle. And you're sort of having this ridiculous conversation. And then one guy says, "What about that thing attached to your belt?" Oh, you mean the sword? The Oh yeah, I think there's a lot of Christians that go around the same type of way, you know. And yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to relegate um, the Holy Spirit to the sword, but we do realize, right, that the the sword of the Spirit, the Scripture mm-hmm. talks about. Think about that. So the Word of God in the, in the conjunction between God's Word and the Spirit of God. I mean, it's more than enough, right, for us to know how to live and to live victoriously. Which is, you know, a victorious Christian life is trusting God no matter what the circumstances. And that is a mindset in some ways. It is a, a it certainly is a focus. But it's it's a it's it's being able to go out every single day, saying there is no more power I need than God, and as a follower of Jesus Christ, I have that power residing within me. Mm-hmm. So you know, to me, that's that's fighting the good fight, right? It's it's a mindset saying, okay, I am in a battle every day, but the resources there, I'm dependent upon the Spirit, and as I rely on the Spirit. 
Um, he's going to give me everything I need today. And by the way, it doesn't mean the day is going to be easy, as Ryan was talking about. You yeah, know, yeah. the day on the field may be a tough day, you know, but 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 the reality of it is he's given us what we need. Yeah. So what? any last words as we talk about relying on the Holy Spirit, fighting the good fight? Ryan, I'll start with you. Yeah, I'll just throw out that, like, you know, if you don't think you're fighting the good fight, I would say that every choice, every decision you make in your day-to-day life is that fight. Because at the end of the day, and we talk, we we preach it a lot to the students in student ministry, but it transfers just as well to adults. But in every decision you come across in your life, you have to choose Jesus. It's either choosing Jesus or not choosing Jesus. Now, you might be like, well, how does me choosing if I want to drink a Diet Coke or a Sprite do that? I don't know. That's up for you to decide. But you get what I'm saying is that in the moments of waking up and who am I living for today? How am I going to talk to this person? How am I going to just go about my – how am I going to react to this? Each one of those moments is a decision between flesh and Christ. It's do you want to do it your way or do you want to do it the way that Christ wants to do it? And so in those is the more you prepare, the more you – well, the more you view that you have the Holy Spirit living with inside of you, um, those decisions may not get easier, but they're going to become more of a natural choice to you because you're you're prepared you're you're going about your day-to-day life knowing that you are you have that sword on your hip so to speak and so i would just say you know you got to choose you got to choose jesus you got to choose in those spiritual warfare battles and not spiritual warfare battles but in those two yeah absolutely um, but you got to choose them there's no, there's there's it's a really really simple flight we like to complicate a lot of things but to simple flight you're either choosing Jesus to walk as a Jesus follower or you're not. Right, right. Absolutely. Elijah? Yeah, I think just <clears throat> as you're saying that right in line, I think this is such a good series because it's important to recognize that we are all in a fight. And so it's it's whether or not you're fighting the good one or not. You yes. Know? And I love that we start with fighting the good fight with the Holy Spirit because it's 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 laid out right in scripture that's the ultimate helper that god has given us to fight that good fight not to fight our own fight the way we want mm-hmm. to do it or something else you know i think that it's it's man one of the most misquoted or misused i don't I, i'm going out on a limb here one of the most misused misused scripture verses like i can do all things with christ who strengthens uh, me yeah absolutely you know it's like yes you can do all things through God's plan and the mission that he has given you to do. As he gives you that strength. As he gives he you, that give strength you that strength to do it. I guess you could say, right? You know, yeah. and so we're all in this fight and we have this ultimate helper in order to choose Jesus, as Ryan is saying, and to fight the good fight. And I'm, I'm just excited to, to dig into some other ways and how we can do that. Well, it's, it's, it's great to be uh, able to be here in studio with Elijah and Ryan. And I, I don't know if I could even add more uh, to what they've said uh, with that, except for just, just reminding it, we are in a battle. And over the next uh, several uh, episodes, we're going to be looking at, over the next five episodes, we're going to be looking at, you know, what it means to fight the good fight. And, and just remember, it does start, it does start with relying on the Holy Spirit. That, that that that's what engages um, these other four we're going to be looking at. But but for now, I, I just I encourage you, uh, join us next week as we continue this dialogue about what it means to fight the good fight. Uh, remember to check out crosswinds.church. Um, if you're finding value in these podcasts, please share it with a friend. Um, let them know what's available. You can get this podcast anywhere you get podcasts. If you're listening to it, you know at least one place where you can get it. 
Um, and as always, uh, for now, be blessed and bless others and hope you'll, you'll be with us next week.